You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. I'm so excited that you are joining me from all over the world today. And I can truly say with all of the faith that's on the inside of me, I believe that the Spirit of God has attracted you here. You've been praying, you've been seeking, you've been reading. And I believe that the answers that you are searching for will be downloaded to you so that you can implement the them in your life and begin living the abundant life that God desires for you to live. Well, how are you doing today? It's a cold day here in the ATL. You know, it's so funny. One of my clients uh, in Australia, it's summertime there. And of course, all of us know because of all the wildfires and we've certainly been praying for Australia. And uh, she said, Constance, I didn't know it got cold in the ATL. The answer to that question is absolutely. I have a great show for you today. Uh, My very special guest is Mr. Elliot Robertson. He's going to be teaching us about how to say yes to life. Anybody interested? And giving us seven keys to live full out from within. And you guys know that I'm really big about living from the inside out. Really, that's the only way to really live. Let's see. I have so much I want to say. Make sure that you follow me on social media. Uh, On Instagram is LOA Constance. Facebook Coach with Constance. And you just kind of get to see a different side of who I am. Well, here I go again. So I'm going to tell you about my upcoming seminar, and then I'm going to share with you about my own personal spiritual practice every day. A lot of times people want to know, so what do you do every day? And, you know, I mentioned all of the time about how we need to make sure that we factor God in affected the spirit in always remember that you are co-creating with the God of the universe with the God the spirit who created the solar system so whatever issue project problem obstacle that you may have right now you're co-creating you're not by yourself so I want to share with you my own personal uh, just what I do every day or how I live every day spiritually but I want to announce drum roll please da da I am having another one of my live group seminars here in the ATL and it's how to attract love money and abundance in your life 
already know. I just put it up on my website and 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 I only have seven spaces left. So that's going to be Saturday, February the 22nd here in Atlanta at Eagles, Eagles Landing Country Club. And why did I decide to do this? You know, I decided this year I'm going to step into the most amazing year of my life and I'm inviting you to join me. Because the number one question that I get asked, Constance, how can I attract more money, more abundance? This is globally. And the second one is, how can I attract my soulmate? And you know, the two, love and abundance, it's almost in the same frequency. So I'm going to be teaching you about that. So if you're desiring love, your soulmate, you better sign up. If you want more money and abundance, uh, you need to also participate. So it's only 10 participants. You're going to be around like-minded people in a luxury environment. So if you're interested in attracting love, we're going to deal with what the limiting beliefs are, how you can forgive and release your past from those other hurt relationships, how to use the law of attraction to attract your soulmate, how to use affirmation, visualization, and action steps to manifest your soulmate. If you desire more money or more abundance, we're going to identify or rewrite your money blueprint or your abundance blueprint. Y'all know you got one, right? Develop a different wealthy mindset. Reprogram your mind. I'm going to teach you how to get in the vibration of wealth how to study wealth and invest in it. So it will be from 10 to 3, Eagles Landing Country Club. So you can go to fulfillingyourpurpose.com after 10. I'm going to stop. Of course, we'll be having lunch there. It's a wonderful um, place. It's, It's a powerful environment. And it's just something that happens in groups. All right, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. While I'm thinking about it, uh, if this show has been a blessing to you, I know that it has. Uh, I'm really uh, thanking you in advance for going to my website. You can cash out me any, uh, any donation. I had two people just this week to pay it forward for two people for coaching. And so, you know, when you help others, get what they want, then God will help you. It's just a universal law of giving. And so no amount amount is too small. I had a guy say, well, I can only give $20. And if that is the best that you can give, God will bless, you know, whatever you give. So you give from a place of abundance. What else? Okay. People keep asking me, how else can I work with you? So I'm going to run down my coaching again, and then I'm going to share with you my spiritual practice. There are many ways you can work with me. Go to my website. And a lot lot of people say, are you a life coach? No, (laughs) I'm a licensed professional therapist slash certified coach. So I'm not just giving you theory. I have lived it or I am living it. So I have a place where you can purchase one session, and that's just if you have an upcoming interview, if you want to negotiate a contract, negotiate your salary. I just helped somebody last week to do that. 
Then I have my six month and 12 month packages and I have an installment plan there where you can break it up and uh, you can just pay in I think two installments. So these are just some of the results of some of my clients. They've attracted love got married, got babies, named the children after me. They moved to making six figures, lost 100 pounds, left the old job that wasn't serving them and found that new career, attracted love after age of 60, healed inner childhood stuff, negotiated contracts, left an abusive relationship, moved from addiction to recovery. So does everybody see that? You can use one of my six-month or 12-month installment plan packages. Or, I just had somebody do this the other day, you can fly into the ATL or we can Zoom and Skype via online where you come and you spend the entire day with me from 9 to 5. Uh, you have my undivided attention, my face-to-face -face signature coaching and boy we get down to the nitty gritty we deal from the inside out you have a pre-assessment where when you arrive in Atlanta I already know everything about you and then after spending the day with me we have two post coaching sessions to follow up we're going to be getting clear about what you want rewriting a different story designing your life with specific plans, etc. And so there are many ways that you can work with me. And uh, boy, is it worth the investment. So email me. Let's get started. Nobody makes it without somebody helping them. People tell me all the time, I thought I could do it by myself. And I said, but I say every week, nobody can make it by themselves. But uh, so that's fulfillingyourpurpose.com. So somebody asked me, what was my spiritual practice? And I'm just going to tell you some ways that I think and some things that I do every day, because I realize for, for a lot of you, it's not the changing of the calendar year that matters. It's the changing of your mind and the renewing of your spirit. So I realized I had to make a radical decision and commitment that I ain't going to be moved by my feelings. So every day, these are some things that I say, do, or believe. I say I'm God's masterpiece. I'm one of a kind. I'm God's most prized possession. God knew me when I was in my mother's womb and he has plans and designs on my life. I have the fingerprints of God all over me. I'm a masterpiece. Can y'all feel can y'all feel that? Then I say I'm not perfect and God still has intense love towards me, not based on my performance, but out of his unconditional love for me. He loves all of my imperfections and he's right there in the middle of all of my challenges and gives me the upgrades that I need of who I am and who he is for me. I say today I'm going to reprogram my mind by what I read, what I listen to. I'm guarding my mind, what I see and what I hear, and I'm monitoring my self-talk. And I quickly remind myself of who I am in God. 
I don't focus on what I don't have and what I'm not, but I focus on what I am. I am beloved, I'm healed, I'm rich, I'm approved, I'm powerful, I'm prepared, I'm kind, and I'm a child of the Most High God. I do this every day. I think big and I say to myself, there's no limit to what God can do for and through me. Today, I expand and reprogram my thinking to believe that I am blessed, valuable, and more than a conqueror. I don't have to know how. I will just begin with my big thinking. Every day, I declare that the goodness and the favor of God flows into my life, no matter what my circumstances might look like. Today, I declare I'm blessed with God's wisdom, love, and favor for every circumstance in my life. And then I think in victory every day. So no matter what's going on in my life, today, I think in victory. Things will always work out for my highest good. I'm going to meditate today and think on what is good, exciting, and the possibilities instead of what I don't have. So I intentionally fill my mind with good thoughts. Is it easy? Absolutely not. It's a commitment on my part. So today, I make a decision to keep my thoughts fixed on what God says about me and what I desire, not what I feel like is missing in my life. Then, this is one thing I do. I keep my vision in front of me. I'm dreaming big. I'm thinking big. I'm looking at my vision. I may not know how. I use the power of my imagination every single day. I believe that if I can see it, then God will empower me to do it. And today I will be grateful. So those are just some things that I do. Can you see that? So It's more co-creating with God instead of just Constance out there on her own. And, And I'm not looking for perfection, but sometimes when I just remember I'm God's masterpiece, I'm one of a kind. I have the fingerprints of God all over me. I'm a masterpiece. So if I'm having a really yucky day or like today my phone froze up and I was all anxious about that, I remind myself, I really guard what I watch on TV, what I hear. So I guard my eye gate, what I see, my ear gate, excuse me, what I hear, and my mouth gate, what I say out of my out of my mouth. I focus on what's good, what I do have, etc. And the thinking big part, I think big. I sometimes I just sit and I daydream. I don't know how, I don't know the money, I don't know the connections, but I just think big. And I always declare, many times I declare in God's goodness when it don't look like a lot of good is really happening. I think in victory. Uh, I had some situations just this week. I'm like, I don't know how God has always worked things out for me. Things work out. I intentionally fill my mind with good things. And so that's what I do. I believe that all of you 
a need to have some form of spiritual practice in front of you. It doesn't it doesn't have to be like what I shared, but I just wanted to share with you what I do. Now, usually people say, well, do you feel it? A lot of times I don't feel it, but I just refuse to allow my emotions to control and dictate my day because I know if I begin to declare and say and think and see and believe that that's going to change my mood. I've made a decision and commitment. Come hell or high water, no matter how I feel, every single day, this is what I'm going to do. So let me know about your spiritual practice. You know, what are you going to do every day? You, you can't just do it one day or 30 days. It has to become a lifestyle. You know, a lot of times they talk about dieting. You know, they say it's not a diet. It is a lifestyle. So I want you to develop your spiritual lifestyle. Email me at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. Let me know how that's working for you. Also, please share with me your manifestation stories, how you're using the law of attraction. I think that is it. I'm so excited, y'all. That's my southern accent. And so... Uh, We're going to go to these quick commercials and then we're going to be right back. Open up your spirit for my upcoming guests. Like I said at the beginning of the program, if you are listening to this recording, then the spirit has drawn you here. Listen to the show over and over and over again until it really drops down in your spirit and uh, watch things begin to change for you. So we're going to go to these quick commercials and then I'm going to be right back with my very special guest. So stay tuned, everybody. Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. Well, everybody, I'm back and I'm really excited about my guest today. Uh, My very special guest is Mr. Elliot Robertson. He is a love and joy coach and author and a certified happiness workshop leader. Elliot is the author of Say Yes to Life. We need that, don't we? Seven Keys to Living Full Out from Within. 
Uh, he believes that your happiness and joy are already alive on the inside of you. And today on the show, he's going to really share with us and show us how we can begin to say yes to life. And we are excited about that. So, Elliot Robinson, welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Thank you so much, Constance Arnold, for inviting me. Just call me Constance. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. Okay, Elliot, tell our listeners just a little bit about you before we get into all of these wonderful questions about happiness and joy and saying yes to life. Sure. Um, When I was in my youth, I was living in New York City, Mm -hmm. and I was really not very happy back then. I was kind of miserable. Mm -hmm. I would walk around the city. I would notice um, people at these expensive cafes sitting outside in the sunshine, enjoying a Sunday brunch with their friends. And uh, immediately I would get jealous, and I would just think that life was so unfair because, you know, I couldn't really afford much of anything with my entry-level job. I always had an entry-level job, one after another. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, so I was always down to my last few dollars. And um, so that was really the story of my life for quite some time, for quite a number of years. Um, Then at some point along the way, I ended up um, really just noticing that if I wanted to live my dreams, and my dreams were really to help people and serve people, that if I wanted to be uh, serving people in the world, I really needed to stop blaming and complaining, and I really needed to take some ownership and responsibility for for my life, start participating in my life. And so um, that was sort of the turning point. Wow. And I understand that Mar- Marcy Shamov, Shimov, I've interviewed her twice, who wrote uh, Be Happy for No Reason. She's your mentor, right? That's right. She wrote Happy for No Reason. It was a bestseller about 10 years ago on the Mm -hmm. New York Times bestseller list. And I'm so privileged to have been working with her over the last year or two. Wow. Amazing. Well, you know, um, Elliot, we really need happiness now, don't we? And joy and and everything that's in your book. So let's just go ahead and get started. Why do you feel like that people are not happy or not joyful, and and then we're going to get into the seven keys because I know so much is going on in the world. Why do you think that people aren't happy? I think one of the biggest um, things that gets in the way of happiness these days, I think a lot of people are sort of in their monkey mind, and that can be a rather judgmental, harsh place to be. Um, So if people were to take a journey from their mind to their heart and spend more time in their heart, that would do a lot to um, help people uh, become happier. I have a very spiritual perspective, I guess. Right. I know that when, you know, when I wrote the book, I subtitled it Seven Keys to Living Full Out from Within. And that's a good subtitle. It's fairly true to the book. But, you know, I could have named the book, the subtitle, Seven Pathways from the Chattering Mind into the Heart. Or I could have named it Seven Ways to provide oxygen for the heart. Because what the chattering mind does is it, um, it really sort of suffocates uh, the heart when you're just constantly uh, trapped in your mind and you're just not getting to know your heart and your heart's desires very well. That can be a little bit, it can take the oxygen away. It can. And so our heart is our core, our spirit, our being. Is that? That's right. Okay. Mm, that's, yeah. Well, you know, uh, 
I, Elliot, I come from a spiritual perspective, and uh, we know that the spirit really is should have um, autonomy over our mind. And when we align in our spirit, our mind just sort of gets into place. So uh, let's start with some of these seven steps. And the first one is say yes to your expansiveness. What does that mean? Saying yes to your expansiveness is, you could think of it as the opposite of um, complaining and blaming and shaming. You could think of it as the opposite of the bitterness that I was experiencing in my youth. And then I started to take some ownership of my life and become more expansive. Uh, I started to um, acknowledge that I'm more than just a human body, that I also uh, am the spirit. And, in fact, um, I'm a soul who has a body as opposed to a body who has a soul. So that's one way of um, sort of stepping into your expansiveness is um, just sort of um, dwelling in those kinds of ideas and those kinds of thoughts and stuff. If if you don't mind me stepping backwards just a little bit. Sure. I so appreciated what you said a moment ago about the spirit needing to be the one who is at the helm of the ship, so to speak. I really do think that, um, well, for me, I I think in terms of the heart being at the helm of the the ship, Mm -hmm. (laughs) along with the spirit. But basically, though, the bottom line is, is that if you want to be happier, it's the mind. The mind isn't uh, to be outlawed or anything. It just, I feel like it needs to be second fiddle. I feel like it needs to serve the spirit and the heart, to serve the soul, as opposed to calling the shots. Oh, you ain't saying nothing but the truth, Elliot, because, you know, we always say we're body, soul, and spirit. But God put our spirit man in charge. And when that spirit man is aligned, it's almost like your soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions. And your body just sort of whimpers and lines up (laughs) according to what you really believe from your spirit. So that's very powerful. And so expansiveness, people need to realize that. They, they're more than what they can see, their past experiences, etc. But in their spirit, man, they could be, do, and have more. That's right. That's right. Wow. And I think sometimes we're so limited by our circumstances and by yeah. our childhood and, and stuff like that. So would expansiveness also mean quit blaming what your mama did, what happened to you, and all of that. It can, yes. And um, once again, we're going to be letting go of the past with the fifth key. In fact, if you'd like to, you know, the keys, are, these are not steps. I, I could have, yeah, I could have put the book in any order, sort of random, randomly, number one, two, three, four, five, six. And if you'd like to jump over to the fifth Let's key, jump. now we'll talk. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, The fifth key is um, saying yes to freedom from the past. And Mm -hmm. so that's sort of what you were talking about. Um, In fact, when when you hear things from your mama about how terrible you are, or whatever the message might be, um, and then that is absorbed into your body or into your heart, into your mind, um, it becomes sort of the bedrock for your self-image. And, you know, the beliefs we have about ourselves are the toughest beliefs to change and let go of, at least according to St. Francis. 
those are the opinions, you know, the opinions we have about who we are and our identity. And, you know, if I'm going around saying, well, I'm dorky and there's nothing I can do about it, I can't change it, I'm just socially inept. You know, when I step into a uh, cocktail party, every time I make a blunder, that is the belief, that kind of belief. It's, if it's about me, it's going to be kind of hard to, that's, those are the hardest ones to let go of. But that's what uh, stepping free from the past is all about, especially letting go of those self-images by cultivating new habits of thought, by cultivating new self-images. So, so how would a person begin to cultivate, I love that, new images and new thoughts about who they are? That's a good question. Um, one way to do that is through affirmations, uh, any I am statement. And, of course, if you're going to just make an affirmation one day when you wake up, it's not going to be like a magic wand. <laughs> so <laughs> I encourage people to really, uh, you know, try working with affirmations in the mirror for 30 days straight, if that's something they want to do. For example, um, I am a noble, glorious being, or I am created by God and God's image, or I am socially graceful. I'm not a dork. I'm socially graceful. I don't uh, usually go for the knots, of course. It's good to make it all positive statements. Right. So I, I just blurted out, I am not a dork, and that would not be a good example. <laughs> well, you know, it's so interesting. Before we got on the call, I was reading something by Joel Osteen, and, and it was I am. And some of the stuff, I'm looking at this page right now, you know, I am disciplined. I am equipped. I am empowered, I am accepted, I am generous, I am focused, and just saying those things out loud, just like you said, Elliot, over a 30-day period really does change that self-image on the inside of you. Yes, and I so appreciate your saying those statements, Constance, because um, the energy that you bring to them and the clarity and, um, you know, a nice slow pace um, as opposed to racing through them. I tend to race when I talk and I don't <laughs> want to do that when I'm doing affirmations. I want to be leisurely with them. Um, the, the, there was something really grounded about listening to you make those statements. And so I think that you've provided a really good role model, if I might say so. Well, thank uh, you. And, yeah. and, and, you know, I, I believe them when I said them. And I think that one thing that we can share with listeners about, like you said, changing of the thoughts and images is, you know, to really believe that even though you it may not be in your life is that, you know, I am focused, you know, I am empowered. And we know that the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between truth and, and something that's false. So when you say that over, you may not believe it on day 10, but on day 30, like you said, you, you'll start believing it. I so appreciate that. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, I'm just listening to you say talk about all of this, and I'm realizing that there may be some people out there who um, – are thinking, well, what about humility? <laughs> you know, what about being meek and stuff? And you know what? Um, I think that those statements are all very humble, all of the I am statements, especially if you are, you know, underneath it all, if you, you don't have to say, um, because God made me that way. But if you're thinking that the reason you're glorious is because you have God's glory in you, then saying I am glorious is the most 
humble thing you can say. It's giving God the credit for his great creation, your soul. Yeah, I love that. You know, I, I, I always say humility is walking in fullness of who God created you to be. Humility it, is not like, oh, if I said to you, Elliot, your book is so good. And you would say, oh, you know, that's not humility. Humility would be when you say, yes, God gave me the downloads. You know, that's yes. walking fully in it. That's powerful. So talk absolutely. About, talk about saying yes to to your uniqueness, you know, because everything now is, you know, on social media, we're looking at people and it looks like they have perfect lives and we want to be like them. How can people begin to say yes to their own uniqueness? That might be my favorite one. Uh. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it, it really is a nice one because in a way it's sort of the same thing as saying, saying yes to who you are. And what could be, you know, more um, joyful than giving yourself permission to sort of embrace who you are, uh, celebrate who you are, um, say yes to who you are, uh, especially um, the unique parts of yourself. We all have um, universal human things about us. And um, there was a time um, back uh, when St. Francis was around, or shortly after he passed away, when there were debates going on in the monks' communities. And some people, uh, Saint Frisca, the people who were uh, influenced by St. Francis, we're all saying that one of God's favorite things about us is the uniqueness and that he gave us our uniqueness. And other people were saying that the most important thing was our universality or whatever, that our, or the things we share in common. If you ask me, I think both are important. I don't know why they were having a debate. <laughs> right. And so to me, when you say saying yes to your uniqueness, it's an acceptance yes. and an acknowledgement of this is who I am, and I'm okay with it. Absolutely. And, you know, acceptance is one of the things that needs to be cultivated. If you want to live life full out, if you want to have more moments of happiness and joy throughout the day, acceptance is definitely at the foundation. So um, it's very easy, especially, I guess, for teenagers to fall into the trap of noticing how they're different from everybody else mm -hmm. and um, maybe being a little embarrassed by that or whatever, or maybe finding that they think it's a deficit or whatever. That's the sort of thing that needs to be overcome by saying yes and accepting. Yeah, just accepting of who we are. And, you know, even for uh, for women, you know, you know, seeing somebody that's a size two and you might be a 16, you know, the whole body image, all of that is outside. And I just love how you're talking more about living full out. I love that word full out from within. Thank you. That's very, very powerful. And, you know, the interesting thing, even in business, it's your uniqueness that really attracts to, to people to you or clients to you in your business world. I hadn't thought of that. I so appreciate your calling my attention to that. <laughs> uh-huh. Because when I saw that you were a joy and, and love, love coach, I'm like, that is so unique. Yeah, it's, well, it just sort of came to me. The title came to me. Initially, I was, I decided I was a happiness coach. And then I realized that happiness 
is a little bit of a confusing term for some people. It can be sort of an outer term for a lot of people as opposed to an inner term, you know. And that I just decided I wanted to focus on the joy more than on the happiness. The joy, I feel, is what we are born with. When we come into the world all the way until we uh, leave the world, we have an undercurrent of joy in our hearts. The thing is, is that um, sometimes we're so distracted, uh, you know, by the things that the chattering mind is presenting to us, um, by the jealousy of the people who have a different body than we have or whatever it is that we're jealous of. Those things sort of take our attention away from the joy that is in our hearts. That's so true. You know, I had a great example of that just this morning, Elliot. My phone froze. And and so I'm like, oh, my God, I got to have my phone. And 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 I just began to sort of run around and I had to pick up my dog from the groomer. And my whole mind was distracted by this phone. And I'm like all of my clients. And then I begin to say, Constance, girlfriend, in the scheme of life, take a look at all of the good that's in your life today. And just like the example that you gave, I allowed that phone to take my joy away for an hour. <laughs> but I made a decision. I'm going to come back and look at what I do have in my life. That's just a real-time example of what just happened to me today. Beautiful. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so listeners can, are you saying that listeners can really, instead of, being so focused on what's out there, focusing on their own uniqueness and what's good in their lives, and they'll be more joyful. That's right. So um, if you are one of the people uh, in this world, and there are many people who keep gratitude lists, or if you uh -huh. want to start one, even if you don't do one presently and you want to start one, you can include being grateful for your unique qualities if you want to include that on the list. That is something that I don't think most people usually think of including. It's usually, oh, I'm grateful for the promotion I got, or I'm grateful that my um, sister isn't feeling in a funk anymore. Mm -hmm. But feel free to also include, I'm really grateful for this wonderful, unique quality I have, my sense of humor, or whatever the unique quality might be. That's a great idea. I never thought of that. That's and so you you're subconsciously bringing in and reprogramming your mind every day that you're grateful for your own uniqueness. That's right. And feel the gratitude. I always encourage people who are working with gratitude journals to um you know I don't encourage people to just look at a blank page and think, mm -hmm. well, what I guess I'm healthy, so I guess I should write that down. If it's a should, you don't really need to bother to write it down. I really feel like the feeling needs to be there as opposed to just your mind telling you what to put on the page. So if you're thinking, well, maybe I should I should write down my uniqueness. It has to be, I really encourage you to please go with things that you have a passion for. So if you're feeling grateful for the uniqueness, yes, write it down. That's a great idea. Wow, Elliot, you're full of juicy information for my listeners. So, uh, you know, you, you also have a chapter on Say Yes to the New. Yeah, um, that's basically what I think the title of that chapter sort of says it all. Mm -hmm. It's basically just being open to um, each day being a new day, uh, op just um, being grateful for the new day and um, thinking of it as sort of a new chapter in your life, possibly. And this is something that it can be really helpful 
for um, people who are like 17 years old, let's say, and who mm-hmm. might be might maybe the last year or two has been rough for them because there are a lot of 17 year olds these days who are experiencing depression, according to the study. Right. And um, when you're 17, you don't really have um, an, a realization. You don't have that life experience that uh, us guys who are a little bit older have. We've lived long enough that we know that um, things cycles come and go. That um, the old stuff that you've been experiencing over the last year or two, at some point, might transition into something way better. It doesn't just because the last year or two has been difficult doesn't mean that you know for the next few months it's also going to be difficult. So that's another way of looking at say yes to the new. It's, it's uh, say say yes to the new cycles that might be coming whenever God wills a new cycle to show up. Well, you know, and even for people who might be so accustomed to certainty and then they may lose their job or lose a relationship, they have to be open to the new, right? Instead of like clinging to why this, why did this happen to me, et cetera. That's absolutely right. So in other words, um, whenever a door closes on you, then it's time to be open to the new door. And um, to do so with an expectancy of the new being better than the old. I love that. Uh, I always say expectancy is really a form of faith. So if listeners can kind of move away from fear of, oh, my God, I don't know what's going to happen, to expecting for something good to happen that's better or higher. Absolutely. Hmm. That's really, really great. So so what role does spirituality or I know your whole book is spiritual, you know, when a person is maybe in a place of uncertainty, what role would God or spirit play in helping them to look to the future and expect something better? That's a really good question. Um, hey, I'm good at asking good questions. <laughs> I, I, I so appreciate the chance to give it some thought. And um, right this minute, I don't know if I... Sometimes I have to think a day or two before I come up with um, the answer. But I will say this, and perhaps it will be an answer, uh, mm-hmm. either directly or indirectly to your question. What I'm really interested in um, is helping people on their uh, path, on their spiritual path. I'm interested in helping people with spiritual growth. Ah. And that can be gradual sometimes. It doesn't, anyone who wants a, a magic wand to wave so that they'll be happier or whatever, this book will not, will not be the answer to what they want. It's not a magic wand. So they'll be disappointed if they buy this book. But those who are willing to do spiritual growth, and who are willing for it to be gradual, and who are willing to celebrate the baby steps along the way. The celebrating the baby steps is so important. Um, I think they'll get something out of this book. Yeah, you answered it perfectly. And so spiritual growth would look like what for listeners? Would it look like every day I'm going to get up and pray? What would that look like? Or what could that look like for listeners? That's right. Well, can you remind me once again, what was the question I was answering when I spoke about spiritual growth? I asked you, I said, what would it look like for a person to spiritually really have an expectation 
for something great in that future yeah and okay. being able to say yes to the new instead of being afraid yeah, yeah. well you know but when we are in a, in a perfect storm when you know we are um we just got to, uh fired let's say and mm-hmm. um or we're on a rocky relationship say with our partner or with our spouse and um our pet is not having good health <laughs> you know, everything's going wrong it can be very difficult to have an expectancy of things turning out good. And so um, spiritual growth is um, sometimes what needs to happen first is actually feeling all of the feelings fall out uh, 100%. Yeah, so the first thing sometimes is to grieve or mourn or cry or be angry or even, I'm going to be radical, even feel if there's resentment uh, about over somebody who has betrayed you, let that feeling exist. Don't repress anything. So that's step one. <laughs> and then I think if um, you are aware of the cycles going on in your life, that can help. Yeah. And, yeah, and also if you uh, have that expansive view we were talking about and just really trust that you are a soul and the body and the mundane happenings in life are... Uh, you know, if if you just look at life from the higher altitude, and and know that the soul comes first, and uh, the body and the mind and everything else is um, secondary to the spiritual journey you're having, uh, then that can also put things in perspective. Yeah, that, you know, and that's a great answer because, you know, I think that when people do open themselves up to what what's new then they can say, I'm, I'm afraid, uh, I'm mad, I'm upset. And then they practice those feelings and even have, little, have a spiritual practice such as gratitude. And I know God is with me that that can help to move them better to saying yes to something new. Well, I'm just so inspired. I, I feel like you're saying, you're echoing me sometimes and really making it clear. And I so appreciate that. <laughs> well, and then I want to talk about saying yes to what you want, you know, because this is the law of attraction radio network. And, you know, people have desires and they have manifestations that they desire for 2020. So what do you mean by saying yes to what you want? You know what, um, that's a confusing title, and it, it's really saying yes to knowing what you want. Ah. There's a slight difference. <laughs> um, for that one, um, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, if you don't mind, um, just refer to a parable that Jesus told. I, I love that. Go ahead. Great. I love his parables, and I'm interspiritual, and so I also love Buddha and lots of other people everywhere. I get truth wherever I find it. And the, the, one of my favorite parables from Jesus is the one of the prodigal son. The prodigal son asks for his inheritance. He just decides to go to a far country. He ends out spending all his money and living riotously. And he ends out um, sort of desperate for money and working to help a farmer. He's like feeding the pigs. And eventually he has sort of an awakening. He just comes to his senses. And at that moment, he knows what he wants. It's, it's the, the first thing that happens is he knows he wants to return to the father's house. So it's that knowing, that moment of knowing what you want is a time when he sort of, I would say he connected with his heart's true desire. Mm. I would say he connected with his authentic 
desires. As opposed to at the start, he had these fantasy ideas or whatever, or these false self ideas, or he was listening to his chattering mind go on and on about how fun it would be to get the money and go off to the far country and say goodbye to the family. And you know how Mm -hmm. that is. We all do that. Mm So um, he ended up returning to the father and saying, please make, you, me, make me my, uh, your servant. But um, that, and, and see, that, that's the thing, is that he was really in touch with his true desire. It wasn't to return and say, make me your son. It was to return t- for the sake of being close to the father, for the sake of returning to his home, the place where he was happy. Um, and it didn't really matter what his role was. He was saying, please make me your servant. So, in other words, he was really clear and in touch with, he really knew what he wanted. He had that knowing. Wow. That's such a powerful key, Elliot, to to really know what we want. And um, I love the way you really explained and expanded on that on that parable because so many times we don't know what we want. So so how can somebody listening, you know, maybe they don't know what they want. So does not knowing what you want lead you eventually to what you do want, knowing what you want? I think I got that out right. Yes, I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> and and I would sort of repeat what you just said by saying, yes, you're right. And, and what I would the way I would put it is sometimes confusion is the precursor um to what you want, to, to knowing what you want, to the clarity. Sometimes confusion happens uh, to help you get to the place of clarity. It can help you along the journey towards clarity. That is so true. So really, a kind of like someone who, uh, I have a client that just came to my mind, and she really loved helping people, but then she had a degree in secretarial business. So she worked at a Fortune 500 company where she was behind a desk all day long, which was not her. But she really began to say, oh, no, this is not what I want. And on the weekend, she began to volunteer helping teenage girls. And she slowly transitioned out of volunteering to getting a paid position. So I think that's a great example of knowing that, no, I don't want this, but it moved her toward what she did want. I love that example. And you know what? I have a funny feeling that maybe she started volunteering because she was getting maybe some intuitions of sorts. I feel like when we listen to our intuition, that can also help us on the journey to coming into a place of knowing what we want. So do you feel like spirit is always trying to get through to us or trying to give us our intuition about which direction we should go in? I would certainly say that um, that, uh, spirit's always available to tell us. Um, I don't know whether I would say that spirit is always telling us or not. Maybe. I don't know. It's a mystery to me. Um, Because there is also the role of asking spirit. So <laughs> it's it's all a, a mystery to me, but I, I do really feel like sometimes uh, the thing that connects us with the answer is asking. Yeah, are you a, a big believer in asking? Yes. So if you, um, I sometimes pray in the morning. I need to make that an everyday thing, but I really love prayer. Mm, okay, and then let's say 
the seventh key saying yes to happiness and joy because boy do we need that what would that look like for listeners and what does that mean say yes to happiness and joy um we sort of touched on that a little bit i think earlier Mm -hmm. yeah well uh, let me remind you um we were talking a little bit about my um perspective about how we come into the life and to our lives with an undercurrent of joy in our hearts, how it's sort of our nature, just um, sort of uh, just like we are, we come into the world being God's image, uh, having that with us, having his, God's um, glory with, you know, uh, express, God's love and light. Right. To us. Yeah. So um, saying yes is really celebrating the truth about ourselves, saying yes to our, our joy and our happiness. Uh, I, I like to not only celebrate just, say yes to just the joy, but along with it, everything that's divine uh, within us. Okay. So do you have any other exercises or any other insight or revelation that you want to share with listeners? You know, one of my favorite questions is the question that Einstein asked. He said something like, um, the most important question to ask is, is the universe a friendly place? Mm. And um, I really feel like the people who have been um, leading a life of sustained happiness as opposed to fleeting happiness, the people who have been in touch with their joy, you know, when I read the autobiography of St. Therese, or when I think of Anne Frank, who managed to be happy and to have positive beliefs about human nature, even when she was being chased by the Nazis, I like to look at people's lives, and especially the ones who ended out having a general high level of happiness from day to day. Uh, St. Therese lost her mother when she was when she was a four-year-old, and her older sister became her second mother, and then the older sister went to a convent when she was nine years old. So she lost her second mother, so to speak, and the convent, they couldn't see each other, but she couldn't leave the convent. So um, that meant that, uh, but at the same time, she was crying and mourning and wailing, perhaps. I love wailing along with, <laughs> <laughs> along with the tears. Mm-hmm. So she was doing all of that, and at the same time, I think she knew that... Um, Life was more expansive than just those losses, and so she managed oh. to she managed to be pretty happy throughout most of her life, pretty much. So um, I forget I forget where I started and where and, I was going. That's okay. So repeat again the oh. the uh, mantra that Einstein said that the universe right. is a friendly place. That's right. So well, yeah, where I was going was um, Einstein was saying uh, it really makes a big difference whether you answer the question, is the universe friendly with a yes or a no? And I was trying to give examples like Anne Frank and St. Mm-hmm. Therese and many others who have answered that question with a yes. That, that, I think that is at the key root to their happiness. If they had been answering the question no, they might not have really been available to the joy within them. They might have missed the undercurrent of joy flowing through them. You know, that is a powerful uh, question for all of us to answer and to live in that vibration. And, you know, uh, somebody else said the entire universe is conspiring to get your highest good to you. And so for listeners, no matter what your outside circumstances might be, if you believe that the universe is conspiring, is on your side, 
God is with you. Even though you may be going through difficult times, I can see how someone could really live in joy. Absolutely. Thank you so much for understanding what I was trying to say in my <laughs> long-winded way. <laughs> no, no, no. And you know, we all share in different ways. And you yeah. said it, you know, uh, remarkably well. And I think that's big for people because it comes down to, like you said at the beginning, ownership of your life and saying, I am sick of this. Like you said, when you were walking the streets and you were kind of mad and blaming people, it comes to, okay, that happened to me. But I believe that out of that, that my highest good is conspiring to come into my life. I'm so grateful to you for saying that because I had never connected these dots and now I connected them just while listening to you. I now realize that we can choose uh-huh. to believe that the universe is a friendly place. It's a choice. And it looked like the examples that you gave those two powerful people chose to believe, even though it's been tough and this happened to me and people died. They chose to believe and focus in on that some good was going to come to them. That's right. Despite all, in the face of all odds against me, I can choose to know that life can go beyond those odds. And that, and you know what, I was just using the word odds and probability and stuff like that. And um, basically, I think I could say also that in the face of what looks bad on the linear time world, on the 3D world, Uh, the, there is the hidden quantum world for those who are like the quantum mysticism. That's another way of looking at it. Yeah, this is so good. I'm going to listen to this over and over again myself, Elliot, you know, because I always say there are unlimited possibilities in the quantum world. That's right. <laughs> It's a mystery to me, and I I just celebrate the mystery of it all. Right, right. So kind of tell listeners um, how they can get your book. What what do you have going on next? Uh, You are a coach. How can they reach you? What is your website? All of the above. (laughs) Okay, well, you know what? I'm going to make it really simple. I'm just going to give one website, and that's it. Uh, you can to find out more about my book. You can go to www.sayyestolifebook.com. That's sayyestolifebook.com. Mm-hmm. And when you're there, if you want to find out more about my coaching services, that's uh, there's a link there on that page, and you can also go to my other website. Well, Elliot, I really like you. Uh, you are you're full of wisdom. I hope you know that. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And I can't tell you I've enjoyed every minute of this uh, get together. <laughs> And you have so much in you. And uh, I'm going to even say that uh, there is so much more that I can really see you sharing uh, to the world, you know, years from now. Oh, I'm so humbled. And and coming from somebody as beautiful as you, I'm just really humbled. (laughs) (laughs) You're so welcome. Well, everybody, make sure you go to Elliot's um, 
um, website and uh, listen to this over and over again because he said a lot of profound things. And then ask the Spirit to sort of show you. Uh, uh, if something jumps out to you, that means that the Spirit is speaking to you. Write it down, meditate on it, and then begin to uh, just take baby steps to implement uh, that principle in your life. And uh, I think that is it. Everybody remember to visit my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. And as I say every week, you know, something good is going to happen to you and through you for others this week. So make it a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.